the produce guys, Dan and Guido, up next. Yeah, it's far out. Man. What do you want from life? I think it's a turnip. Get down, cabbage green. Would you like some zucchini? Vegetables are very good for you. Mom was right. Eating veggies keeps us healthy. Apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. Your produce alone has been worth the trip. Live from the San Francisco Bay. It's the Produce Pair, your food show on the enjoyment of fresh fruits and vegetables. What's in season? What's fresh? At the store, at the farmer's market, in your backyard, and on your table. Speaking of fresh, here's your host, America's natural grocer, Dan the Produce Man, and Guido the Gardener. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Produce Pair on this fine, lovely April day. Oh boy, it's spring and we love spring because spring means that fruit season is on its way and it's just around the corner, that's for sure. Hey folks, I'm Dan the Produce Man along with my good produce pal, Guido the Gardener. And today, our guest is the produce champion, Nate Montgomery. Yes, the produce champion. He joins us today. Nate, welcome to the produce pair. It is a delight to be with you guys. There's nothing more fun than talking about produce. Uh, well, that's for sure. And you are in Yakima. Yeah. Uh, that's apple and pear country. Yeah. So, yeah, Yakima, Washington, apples, pears, potatoes, onions, uh, all kinds of stone fruit, asparagus, all kinds of fun, fun produce items throughout the, uh, especially just like you said, starting spring from here until October, it'll be a lot of fun. Now, Nate, are you originally from that neck of the woods up there? No, I'm a transplant. I actually, I was born in uh, Bend, Oregon, but my parents are evangelical missionaries down in Mexico. And so we moved down there when I was two. And interestingly enough, we literally lived three blocks away from the produce terminal market in Guadalajara, which is pretty, you know, active market. Wow. And uh, my mom would always say, I don't want you going down there around those kind of people. (laughs) I would say, Mama is one of those kind of people. (laughs) Yeah. Heck, then that's it. They moved you to the right place at the right time. (laughs) Mama tried to raise you better, but her dream was denied. So what, geez, holy tomatoes, what kinds of things pass through Guadalajara? So uh, Guadalajara is the second largest city in Mexico. So basically uh, the center of the country gets all of its supplies from there. So you you go to the Mexico City Terminal Market, which is uh, someday we should all go down there. It is a blast to see, you know, was it 140 acres of half a million people going through it every day. Produce galore. It is, it is a. like Disneyland for us produce guys. But uh, so, yeah, you get everything from apples to zucchini. Although I haven't ever sold any zucchini in Mexico, I did. I stumbled into produce by accident. I came up here to Yakima because my wife's from the area. We had lived in Mexico. I'd done sales and whatnot. I came up here to Yakima and I just stumbled into a job. I accidentally went to work for the Ferrari of apples and started working at Rainier Fruit Company. And uh, within six months or a year, I think they put me in charge of the all of the Latin America business and uh, really enjoyed that. It was literally the best job I ever had. Learned so much from the guys there and 
I realized that, you know, produce is life. And there were so many life lessons in produce, whether it was just like the plants and the trees need sunlight, we need fruit and, you know, to be rooted. And I just saw so many different things like that until an opportunity came up for me to become a broker. And I weighed all the pros and cons and thought, you know, the guy whose name is on the wall, he's not going to give me his company. So if I want to grow, I got to get uncomfortable. And so I moved into the broker world, but it's always been produce. I mean, for the last 14 years, and I absolutely, just love every aspect of it. I love talking to the growers and talking about their dreams, aspirations, and how they're going to market and all that. But I really enjoy talking to consumers. And people ask me questions, hey, what about this? Or, you know, where can I get that? Or how do I select the best? And just real basic things that a lot of times people don't even know. If you go to your produce department, if you want to, you know, how do I pick the best watermelon? I don't know. I talk to the produce guy, you know, and we go and he, he, he helps me pick them out and we did you know you can sample them and, you know, all those kind of conversations that have happened over the years. And uh, I just love it. So finally, actually, I was listening to your show, Dan, when you reviewed the pink watermelon that I said, oh. I got to do something. And so I started posting stuff after your show. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah, the watermelon video, for some reason, gets a lot of attention. It's just a mind blower. What about that pink? What was that? That pink pineapple? Oh, the you pink and I pineapple. Did? Yeah, pink pineapple. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one. I... Oh, oh, that. Was, so that's what you were. Yeah, oh, the pink okay. pineapple. Sorry, I said what? Well, yeah, you know, and I gotta say, quick disclaimer about that video is cut it, and we tasted it, and everybody at that store, all the employees, tasted it and came up with the same conclusion that it didn't have any flavor. Now, the thing is is I don't want to get Del Monte pissed off at me, but <laughs> no. the thing is, is I paid for that water yeah. and I paid $49 plus yeah. shipping for that. I mean, for excuse me, pineapple. See, you got watermelon in my head. Yeah. I paid $49 for that pineapple and paid for the shipping because I wanted to look. I kept hearing about it, seeing about it. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So you think $49 for any piece of fruit that they're going to send you out the most over-the-top, exceptional piece of fruit you could ever get. Not just something that's a different color, but flavor-wise, I was looking for something really magical in flavor. And it just didn't taste any different than the newer gold pineapples that we've had on the market now for the past 15, 15, maybe even 20 years. I'm not quite sure, probably 15 years. Before that, we had a higher acid pineapple that tasted really good, but there just wasn't any flavor in this pineapple. I get that it's pink. I get it's different, and that's wonderful, and it's cool. Use it, buy it, but it's not worth $49, and that is where I was coming from, not from a place where, ah, this is no good. So I didn't say it wasn't any good. Oh, right. No, and that's what I loved about it was that I knew when I was watching it that had this been a blow your socks off taste thing, you would have said that. And you weren't yeah. saying this is garbage. You were just saying this isn't what I expected. And, you know, for the uh, for the price, I'm certainly not going to, you know, give it five stars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Well, I just wanted to, to clarify that. Clarify. But yeah. What, what, I, what I liked about it was the, 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 the transparency, the honesty, the, the, the real, the reality there and i'm like oh okay well so this idea of the produce champion 
that had been stirring in the back of my head for a couple of years. I said, okay, now we got to make it a reality. And so that's what I've been doing. I, you know, a couple of different companies have actually sent me stuff to, to sample and taste and I give them the heads heads up, say, okay, you know, I'm going to give an honest review. If I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. And um, a couple of people said, well, then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, then yes. Yeah, we well, can those too. You mentioned that. Let's get that out there. It's producechampion.com. And uh, for anybody who's, you know, buying or selling or eating, there's all sorts of information on this website, producechampion.com, including mangoes in Minneapolis. We were, we were talking about that before we hit the air, but... I'm curious about what, because in your little, there's a little blurb here from cherries from Colombia, which we, we know they come from the Southern Hemisphere, avocados in Spain, and mangoes in Minneapolis. Uh, like Lucy would go to Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> so, what are you talking please, about? <laughs> yeah. Please, uh, yeah, Guido, what's going on please, here? <laughs> p- please explain. Remember? Yeah. Please, for the uh, older demographic, sure. please explain that. Sure. While the ideal situation for any produce item is always to buy in season, buy as local as you possibly can. I don't know if you, if, if, I'm sure it's happened to you. It happens to me. Sometimes I want a cherry and it's mid-December, you know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. the cool thing about this global economy is that you do have access to produce from all over the world pretty much year round. And you have to kind of put some caveats on it. I, I was listening to Dan, you were talking about the kid buying the peaches and how he didn't like them because they were from February or something. That happens, you know, you don't, you don't get the, the ideal season for, for cherries is coming up. It's in the next month or so. But if in December you want cherries, you can get those. And so people like me, we, we broker produce all over the world. And so I have sent cherries from Washington to Columbia. They usually go by airplane. And I'm sure that in Columbia, they're not the cheapest. Just, just the flight of those cherries gets expensive, but to the people that want them, they're they're available. And yeah, we sent up some mangoes from Mexico up to Minneapolis one time, and I don't know that I'd do it again, but <laughs> there's been opportunities there. Maybe if you sent mangoes to Minneapolis, you know, March, April, May, June, that'd be something. And the reason I say that, folks, is like about now we get what we call our kind of local mangoes. They're all out of Mexico. Right. And they're really tasty, and you got a pretty long season. But if you're shipping mangoes to Minneapolis in the winter, oh. and they they came from Brazil or Ecuador yeah. or somewhere, eh, maybe a little more disappointing. But I bet you could ship mangoes to Minneapolis right now, and they'd love you. Yeah, they're just starting, I think, uh, to, to gain steam out of Mexico. So, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I bought four Hayden variety out of... Uh, I was actually in a Rayleigh's. Part of what I do is I, I do store audit, store check as a merchandiser. Yeah, so I'm in, I'm in probably 70, 80 stores a month. And, you know, actually, Dan and I, we were talking about this last with our guest about variety names. And, and I could tell just by looking at this mango, it was, you know, it was said Mexico. I could tell by looking, it was a Hayden variety. So I bought four. But yeah, that's something to look forward to, whether you're in uh, Minneapolis or not. Right. Mango season. Right. Yeah. And um, the thing is, the most important thing to me is I want people to try new stuff. I'm, I've got some health issues. And so I've been limited on the amount of fruit that I can eat because of sugars and whatnot. So I'm having to explore all kinds of new new vegetables, new, new different kinds of lettuces and that kind of stuff. Because I cannot 
go without having produce, fresh produce in my house. And so, you know, the, the produce to guy down at the local Fred Meyer and at the local Safeway and at the local Fiesta Food, they all know who I am because I come through there like uh, as if I was at a farmer's market. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nate, speaking of Colombia, are yes. you bringing in, you notice more produce coming into the United States from Colombia? Because I know they've been doing a really big push past couple of years too. Yeah, there's there has been a big their... push. There's been a big push on the. Uh, I've got I've gotten folks calling about bananas. I've gotten folks calling yes. about uh, gooseberries, which always such a weird word. I don't know, but uh, and then now avocados seem to be coming in, and I have not done any of that. I am rather risk averse, so I like to. I don't necessarily want to be first to market, so I'll let other people figure out the trail, and then I'll uh, follow suit. Sure. Hey, folks, we're speaking with Nate Montgomery, the produce champion. He's our guest today here on The Produce Pair. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. He said I ate the last mango in Paris. Took the last plane out of Saigon. Took the first passport to China. And Jimmy, there's still so much to be done. This is Graham Care. Hello. So it's your turn to bring the snacks to your son or daughter's baseball game, or if scout meeting perhaps, or even a field trip to the zoo. You quickly think of your week ahead and realise you haven't got time to bake anything. Now, you'd like to bring something healthy, but that kind of thing always takes so much time. Or does it? Now, why not bring kid-sized finger foods? Fill a travel-proof container with cherry tomatoes, baby carrots, grapes. At, at most, you may only need to rinse those things off. And these wonderful foods come pre-packaged, absolutely ready to eat. Good heavens above, it's total feast, refreshing, energy-giving, nothing artificial added. Uh, incorporating five-a-day can truly be a picnic. So go on, do yourself a flavor, enjoy your five or more servings of fruit, and vegetables every day. That's the good news from the National Cancer Institute. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. Thank you for tuning in to the Produce Pair Podcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page and join the over 7 million people who have viewed the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. We don't I show you tips on fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other great goodies. So while you're not listening to the podcast, you can tune into our YouTube page and connect with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stick around. The Produce Pair will be right back. Hey folks, welcome back to The Produce Pair. I'm Dan the Produce Man, along with... Guido the Gardener. And the Produce Champion. That's right, the champion of produce, Nate Montgomery, is with us. And Nate is a broker, a consultant, a all-around seasoned produce man. And he has videos that you can see that are posted on LinkedIn. And uh, do you have a YouTube channel too? Or I have not started my YouTube channel yet, but they're on Facebook. And YouTube will be up and running probably by the end of this week. Very good. Hey, Nate, I, I, a question for you. This it's was one good. thing, because I spent forever and ever and ever with Whole Foods Market, but I was, you yeah. know, it, it, steal a word from Ron, you know, in the trenches. I was always in the produce department somewhere or in the warehouse or somewhere. 
And but the buyers for Whole Foods, like the produce buyers, they would uh, every now and then they would take a you know a cooler walk, but they'd be in front of their computer or both computers, and all day long, you know, bye 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 phones computers, and they wouldn't see a lot of this stuff, and we would we would have to make a point like during our weekly meeting to take a, a cooler walk. So part of your job as a broker, basically, is you buy from one end of the phone and you sell on the end, other end of the phone for folks that don't know how that works. And you throw works. a truck in between, if you can get one. <laughs> and you can find one these days. So how do, you, how do you stay in touch with the produce that you handle to, to keep that I say, yeah, fresh? So I, there's a couple of things that you, your question brought to mind. So. First of all, the what you know, what pays the bills, what keeps mama and the kids fed, is I'm a produce broker, and uh, so whether it is to retail stores or to institutions, you know, I, I help them find the product that they need at the prices they need at the time that they need, and I love doing that. But more importantly, I I like talking to consumers, teaching people to explore new items, to get out there and try new things, and the only way I know how to do that is there is not a town that I go to that I don't go to every single produce store, every single grocery store that I can go to. And I walk the produce department and I take pictures and I feel and I touch and I mm -hmm. talk to the produce uh, manager. Um, you know, what do you like? What don't you like? You know, what, what right. brands did you like? And I think it comes from when I was a kid growing up in Mexico um, on the avenue in front of our house, every Thursday, they would set up a, just a, kind of like a makeshift farmer's market. And, you know, my mom, which I'm the oldest of six kids, so my mom would send us to go. She'd have a list of stuff, and she'd say, make sure you go to this booth and talk to this guy. And, you know, I'd walk by six different booths of potatoes and onions, for example, to go to the guy that was our family's produce guy, you know. And so, but you get to you learn to walk and see what everybody's doing. And, and uh, so I, that's what I do at the grocery store. And then anybody who will listen to me, either in the produce department or outside, I talk to them and I ask them what they buy, what they like, what they don't yeah. like. And it's just become part of my life. And so people know if you talk to Nate, <laughs> somehow the conversation about the weather is going to turn to produce. The conversation about the kids is going to turn into produce. And, uh, and I'm always, you know, where do you buy your groceries? Where do you buy your produce items? What is important to you? And I find a lot of commonality. People want to connect with the story. They want to know where it came from. They want to know, you know, how did it grow? They want to know, they can't get out there and, uh, and pick or any of that kind of stuff. And it's crazy. Some of the people that live right here in my backyard where, you know, maybe 50% of the world's supply of apples is grown, they don't know about apples. And so I have to, I get to tell them about what they have right down the street from them. They don't even know. We were talking last week about UPIX, and that is a great way. Look, it's a fantastic outing on the weekend for families, for couples, or for individuals, anyone that wants to go and experience what happens in the orchard and do a UPIC. I strongly suggest it, even if you've got to drive 50, 60 miles away to do it, make a day out of it. And that way you at least get out into the orchard and you experience that much. You may not experience the labor that everyone goes through. Uh, you may on a little bit because you're picking it yourself. But at least you, you get to experience it. And so 
I strongly urge folks to do that. You made me relive a memory of uh, my adolescence, or yeah, adolescence. I guess we were my, we were visiting family in Oregon, driving down to Mexico back home, and we stopped in Sacramento area to visit some friends, and we went and picked plums, and then took them home and uh, turned them into jam. And so that the entire process of going to pick them, and then to pit them and do all the other stuff and boil them and you know, I don't remember all this stuff. I just remember we had a lot of work to do <laughs> and jars and jars of jam. Those, those kinds of experiences help you appreciate uh, what it is that you're buying at the store. Exactly right. And Guido, this is where you come in and tell people if they've got a little piece of dirt, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the, the way that all of this started for me is I started a backyard organic garden a couple places ago. And let's see, when did I buy that joint? 77. So this must have been 78, 79. It was a long time ago. And I, I just started planting some stuff because, you know, I'm Italian and my grandparents did. My folks never really had a garden or anything. They, they'd have a couple tomato plants in planters. That, that, that was about it. But um, the best thing anybody can do to get, get a connection to your food is to grow a little of it. I mean, just as an example, just this morning, right now it is 1030 in the morning. In between this and that, I had some uh, white potatoes stashed, stored, cool and dark. And I cut them in half and I tossed them with olive oil and some uh, uh, granulated garlic. And I took about eight steps outside and I picked fresh oregano and fresh thyme at, right out of the garden and chopped it up, tossed it with the potatoes. Actually, they should be done because I just heard the bell go off. But folks... You're making me hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah where's just, ours? Hey, hey, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Come on, folks. This is nothing but, uh, but roasted potatoes. Roasted potatoes. And we've all eaten roasted potatoes, but... What folks can do, you know, Nate, you mentioned, you know, try something different, cook them different, put some different uh, seasonings or spices on them or something. But most of all, for that connection is pull something out of your own yard. I don't care if it's one tomato plant, because you can go to any store now and they've got, they got little transplants of this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, pick a square and grow some of your own. The, the benefits are, are amazing, so. The benefits for, for, for the taste buds and, and all of that are there. But just also think about all the life lessons, you know, that even you and I, our kids or grandkids are probably somewhere around the corner for me, not too, in the not too distant future, hopefully not this year. But you put something in the ground and you have to work hard. And then the result is you get this beautiful, tasty thing and you can start over and, and you know, you expose them to light and you feed them. There's so many life lessons there. That then can translate even to, you know, whether it's working in an HR department or working in the sales department or something. There's life lessons that can be uh, translated to that uh, in the future. You know, I got to say, and this goes out to folks in the produce industry who have desk jobs. Yeah. Yes. Nate, you are yeah. so right. Get And Guido, you too. Get out there, get into the coolers. Get out there, get into the stores and take a look around. Get down to the terminal markets. See, feel, touch eat, experience the product that you are selling. It's a whole different world when you do that. Uh, recently, well, last year, I read The Fish That Swallowed the Whale, the story of Sam Zamuri, the banana man. It's 
absolutely amazing story if anybody wants to see how the banana industry came about. But anyway, he used to say to the folks in Boston, which at the time it was the um, United Fruit Company, okay, which became Chiquita. He would go down to Ecuador, Nicaragua, wherever he was growing the fruit, and he would spend his time there. And then the guys in the office in Boston would tell him, would tell him this, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And he'd say, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to do that. We're going to do this instead. And they'd go back and forth. And his final answer would be, hey, I'm down here. You are up there. Meaning I'm here in the midst of it all. You're behind a desk. Get out from behind the desk, folks. And get in with the produce. Yeah, go look at it and go taste it. You know, I mean, I've run into quite a few produce buyers who are like, "I don't eat vegetables." What? You're a produce guy. How can you not eat vegetables? You know, you got to you got to consume what you're buying, or how do you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't eat vegetables. Uh, happy life. Uh, let's see how long you, you make it, or how you're going to end up in your older days. That's for sure. That's all there is to it. Period. That's a fact. The difference, because I can hear it, folks. You're listening to three guys kind of like at once, but we're in three different locations and we can't and they're just voices this isn't zoom where you can see people's faces and anticipate but i can tell nate and i've been around a while in your voice the energy and the enthusiasm not for and this dan you know this is you know not for product product but for the food for the for the life for the energy, yes. for the vibrancy, for the color. And that is something in far too many industries, but but in our produce business, the same, is it is just product to a lot of folks. It is boxes in, boxes out, making my two bits a box, get wheels under my product. And, you know, that is short selling, folks. So I appreciate your energy and and. and enthusiasm and, and positivity in this produce world. It may be bank healthy, but it's not heart healthy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that brings up another point. We have to invest in our health, invest mm-hmm. in it. Anyone who well, is into investments at least understands, all right, well, invest in your health now. It's not a risk. This, this, isn't, this isn't a risky investment. This no. is a for sure thing. I talk to people all the time. Um, I would say daily that are spending thousands of dollars on life coaching, on <laughs> fitness coaching, on masterminds and all that's just great. And I don't criticize that at all. But then other people who will say, I don't have the money to spend on healthy eating. And it's like, how can you <laughs> afford not to? Yeah. Um, as much of a fan as I am of healthy eating, as much as of a fan as I am of produce, my wife was the one that said, look, you've got some health issues. And she said, I want the golden years. I want the golden years. I don't want to find out, you know, that in your mid fifties, I'm going to lose you or something. So start paying attention to this. And so one of the things I've, I've had to curtail a, a lot of different things, but it is focusing even more. And I mean, it's like you said, produce is life. So what we eat, what we consume and, and, and how we live are, are important. And uh, I want to give her those golden years. I don't want to short change her. And that's an investment worth making. <laughs> Yes. yes. And, and you know what else it's called? It's called love. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Huh. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> the produce champion, Nate Montgomery, is with us, folks. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Dan the Produce Man here for Your Natural Healthcare CBD products. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are made in small batches, not in some giant manufacturing facility. Special care and attention goes into each batch that's made of Your Natural Healthcare CBD products. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are isolate crystals, so there's no fillers. This is no drugstore CBD. This is the real deal, so a little goes a long way. Don't live with the pain. Get back in the game with Your Natural Healthcare. Log on to yournaturalhealthcare.com and use code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. That's yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks. Yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. Yournaturalhealthcare.com and start feeling great today. There's a crisis in America. More than half of us are overweight. The advice experts agree on is to eat more fruits and vegetables as part of a healthy diet and be physically active. Eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter, be active, and get healthy, America. Because the figures don't lie. You guys are fantastic, really. The produce pair, are they fantastic or what? Fruits and vegetables for dinner. Fruits and vegetables for lunch. Fruits and vegetables for breakfast. Okay, folks, we're back. I'm Dan the Produce Man. I'm Guido the Gardener. And the Produce Champion, Nate Montgomery, is with us. And Nate is a produce broker. Uh, you also have consulting going on, too, don't you, Nate? Correct. Yes. As a produce champion, championing the cause of produce. Yes. Not a way to go. Perfect. Perfect. So right now, as a broker bringing things in from the Southern Hemisphere, let's explain to the consumers out there why we bring in certain items from below the equator at certain times of the year to help us in our produce selection. Let's explain to the customers exactly why their fruit, the packages on the grapes, a product of Peru or Colombia or Chile, and why the stickers on the apples will say Chile or even New Zealand at times. I've, I've told my kids, my, my grandpa, when he would come home from work, he retired from JCPenney's, he'd come home from work, he'd grab his paper, and he'd sit down and he'd read the paper and he'd see what's going on in the world. And I tell my kids, the way that I see what's going on in the world is I walk through a produce department. Because you look at the produce and you see where it comes from, whether it's from California or whether it's from New Jersey or whether it's from farther away, like, like Chile or Colombia. Peru. So if you are looking and you see these grapes are from Peru, well, you know that they're farther away than where you live and they're farther away than California or, or Mexico or some of these. So why does it come from there? Well, the easy answer is, you know, the Southern Hemisphere, they have opposite seasons as us. And so their winter is is our summer and, and our summer is their winter and, and vice versa. And so growers have recognize that so as something runs out or, or becomes less available in our optimal crop, then it comes from down there. So the easy example for me is the apple deal. Apples are grown in Washington State and Michigan, New York, and 
Pennsylvania and a couple other states, but generally the dates are they're harvested somewhere between August and November, and they're put away for storage, and then they will be packed and shipped out throughout the rest of the year. So they're picking, packing, and shipping immediately, but they're also putting stuff away for later. But eventually you get to a time of the year where they run out or the supply gets so short that uh, you need to complement it with something else. And so uh, right now we're, we're working on grapes that are we're bringing in from Peru. Chile had some really bad weather and that affected the, the quality and the condition of the grapes that came in. Peru, not so much. And so we focused on those. And when I go to the grocery store, I see Chilean grapes or I see Peruvian grapes and I know what to expect. Same thing with apples. You'll see that happening pretty soon. We've got organic apples coming from Chile pretty soon. And we want to make sure that consumers have access to what they want year round. And uh, so if you're used to going to the grocery store and buying four apples, one for you, one for mom and Johnny and Susie, you, you buy your four apples, you keep doing that. But in order to do that, there's not just the hard work at the farming level. You have to farm right, and then you have to store right. And then if it's coming from the Southern Hemisphere, it's got to ship. So you know, there's a lot of different components there. But the end result is, the idea is that the consumer is king. And so we want to make sure that the consumer is able to get what they want, to vote with their dollars. And so every time that you go to a grocery store and you buy something like that, then you're telling the retailer, I want more of this. And the more money you spend, the more they'll do that. So we want to make sure that throughout the entire process, uh, year upon year, produce that you want is there. There's some, you know, that are staples. I think in our house, we always have some kind of an apple. We always have some kind of potato or onion, always some kind of a tomato. And then the rest of the stuff, we like to be adventuresome and see what, what's in season locally, what's what's new. What's something we've never tried before? You know, those kinds of questions. And we we bring it. Sometimes it comes from, uh, maybe we're talking about goldenberries. You know, well, that's that's fun. Kumquats, you know, it's, it's a funny name. A lot of people haven't heard of them. They're delicious. You know, they're like little vitamin pills. And uh, so you got to go look for those. I would get comments from customers. Uh, when I had my produce market, my first and foremost dedication was to local growers first. And then when not available, to go outside of the area to bring stuff in. So yes, in the early summer and through the summer, we would have apples from the Southern Hemisphere, whether it be Chile or South Africa or New Zealand or wherever it was from. So we would get comments about the stickers on the fruit. Well, why in the world is this from so and such and such place? And I would explain exactly how you just explained it. Look, we run out of product here. It's a, you know, it's pulled out throughout the year. You run out. This is to keep the variety going and to give us fresh crop throughout the season. A lot of folks would get disappointed by that, but they're still buying it. That was the one thing I could never figure out. Okay, you're you're complaining about it, but you're still buying it. However, if you go to Chile or uh, one of these other countries that we import fruit from in their off season, you're going to see thing. fruit in the stores that say grown in the USA. Yeah, it, exactly. They do it too. They get it from us too in the off season. It's trade and that's how it works. I would say you have to compliment. There you go. The local is king and then you compliment the local. So if something is coming in and it is to the detriment of your local produce, that's not good, you know, but you want to compliment right. what's already there and you want everybody in the process to win. And if, if it works for everybody, great. If it doesn't work for everybody, not great. So if, if the consumer doesn't like the price, 
or doesn't like the quality, it's no good. If the grower can't make any money at it, it's no good. So you got to balance all of that out. It's got to be a win-win for everybody in the process or else it doesn't work. Uh, agreed. So, Nate, here's the $60,000 question. It's the middle of April. Yes, sir. What should people be eating, give or take, like now? Or what should, should they be looking forward to pretty well, soon? I can't tell anyone else what to look forward to, but I can tell you what I'm looking forward to. All right. That, that's, uh, that's close enough. I'm looking forward to asparagus, fresh asparagus out of you got California, Oregon, and Washington. It'll start shipping probably next week, and you'll start seeing that in the grocery stores in a you know, week to 10 days. I'm looking forward to that. I, I love that. It may be a little bit early, but I look forward to the sweet onions. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, a big yeah. fan That's of a big up. slice of sweet onions with everything I eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, my dahlia should be now, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they be starting? There's, there's probably, there's, well, who's, the first would be kind of the sweet onion out of northern Mexico, southern, uh, southern Texas, the 1015, then the Vidalia, but you guys up there get the Walla Walla. Walla. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's just around the corner. Oh, I see. Okay. That's right. That's a great Walla Walla. And then, of course, I mean, you've already talked about it before, but you got cherries and, you know, uh, I don't even I don't even look at the price tag. I just go in and I grab a bag and I bring it home. Usually I eat it myself. <laughs> yeah. We should be getting some decent apricots too pretty soon. Oh yeah. And you you guys Washington ways. Where who's it? uh Pants, who's the grower? Pants, I think. Oh gosh, this is going way back. I think he was out of Washington. Pants. The stone fruit you talking about? Yeah. Does Pants as a grower? Because I used to get them on the South City Market a hundred years ago. I don't know if I can say I'm a musician, but I play the guitar, and I was in a band, and my drummer, my primary drummer, was Adam Pants, and uh, his dad was the grower. So oh. uh, yeah, they're still around. They're still oh, around. They're that's just great. Right around the corner here. So. <laughs> And they are oh, Washington? Yeah. They're not Idaho? Yeah, they're here in Washington. Yeah. Okay. I used to buy those out of the South City Market. It was later than our California apricot, but ho- and, and a nice pack, a beautiful pack. It would show well on the stand, but it tasted even better. Well, see, and that happens here, too. So we talk about importing fruit from other countries to extend the season, but it also happens here. Like, Nate, you mentioned the California asparagus, Washington asparagus. Than a, a California, Oregon, Washington asparagus. Well, we've had California asparagus here for several weeks. Yeah. And then what happens is we'll get it in from Washington State. Well, these days, I think they just go straight back to Mexico. But the older days, we would get it in from Washington State to extend our season. With the stone fruit here in California, we're going to have cherries next week or the week after. This weather keeps up. They're going to be a little earlier. So we're going to have cherries, and then we're going to have apricots. And then what happens here in California, and we ship them all over the place. And what happens here in California is the seasons end, but because Oregon and Washington are north of here, their seasons begin a little bit later than ours. So after, say, oh, Henry Peaches in August that we get here in California, we may get them out of Washington State in September. So it extends the season. And that's with the apricots, peaches, nectarines, plums, all that stuff. And Idaho, too. There's some really good fruit out of Idaho. So it extends the season for everybody. We get the early California right up to the late Washington, even into Canada. So it happens domestically as well. Because there's nothing worse than you go to the grocery store, you, you pick your apricots, or you get your cherries at one time, 
And he said, man, those were great. And then you go back and there is none. You know, you, you finally developed an appetite for them and then they're gone. So it's nice that they can do these things. So they can extend that season so that you can have uh, a taste of it for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. And because it used to be that way. I remember when I started in the produce business, I mean, when certain seasons were done, they were done and that was it. They weren't coming from anywhere else. And so it's kind of nice to have it extended. We're very lucky yeah. here in this country to have stores that carry fresh produce varieties of things practically year-round, with the exception of a few, few items, we can get almost anything year-round. So there's no excuse out there not to consume. Not to manja. Okay. Well, this is probably one of the most hunger-creating conversations I've had in a while. Well, it's getting close to lunchtime. I'm going to so. go cook something. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything particularly to sell uh, other than to ask people, go to your produce department, buy something fresh, try something new, and do me a favor and jump on the Facebook page and put a picture of it and say what you bought and say that you liked it. And that's it. That makes it pretty easy. And that Facebook page is? It is Produce Champion. Okay, you can't go wrong, okay. folks. Dun, 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 and ProduceChampion.com. That's correct. Okay. And on YouTube. <laughs> that concludes the this saga of the Produce Champion here. <laughs> On the Produce Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. We really appreciate you. you being with us today. Yeah, I appreciate hey, I really... your appreciate your energy and your enthusiasm. It was marvelous. I'm I'm open to any tips as I work on my messaging and all of that because uh, this is a, a new realm for me. But thank you so much for the opportunity. Sure. We're in this produce world together. Even Guido's dog. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. I know. <laughs> hey, folks. Until next week, I'm Dan, the Produce Man, reminding you. That it's always best when you get it fresh. And I'm Guido the Gardener, and I'll tell you what my Nona Bessie always told me. Manja! Hey folks, if you like what you heard today, stay connected with us on our Facebook page, The Produce Pair, and other social media outlets. Suggestions, comments, questions can all be directed to producepair at gmail.com. That's the word produce and the word pair, P-A-I-R, like a pair of produce guys. That's producepair at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll gather together again next week.